Let's start the year 2020 with True Confessions. I can't believe I did that. And we'll also talk about how it's going to be easier this year for all of you to participate in this podcast. It's coming up, episode 29. All right, guys and gals, looks like we're back into 2020. I hope you all had the best of holidays. I'm guessing that some of you have already had a couple of days substitute teaching this year. My particular district that I substitute teach for, the students don't actually come back until Tuesday, January 7th. The teachers have to be back January 6th, so I'll be back in the substitute teaching rooms on January 7th, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a great week, a great couple of weeks off. Me and my wife got to go to New Orleans for a few days. We had the holidays with the kids. We got to babysit with the grandkids. It's been two good weeks, but I'll have to admit that I really miss those kids. It's kind of funny. We went out one night. It was our anniversary, which is December 27th, 39 years. We went to a dinner and a movie. At the dinner, I saw two of my students. At the movie, I saw three of my students. So it was an exciting movie, but it was exciting for me to get to, get to see them and talk to them. And even some of the high school students, you know, they got to kind of stay cooler, but they saw me too and waved at me as they went by. So that's always a lot of fun to see the kids outside the teaching environment and to get to talk to them a little bit, poke a little fun at them. I told the girls in the sixth grade that I taught that it was 10 o'clock, they needed to be in bed. You know, just general joking around. I enjoy that a lot, but it was it was a good two weeks off, and I'm ready to get back to it. I definitely want to try some new things this year. In fact, I got the latest idea from a listener And I hope to get a lot more ideas from you guys. Please remember, I want this to be considered your podcast, not mine. And I want us to be our podcast, really, so that we can share ideas and move on and do well together as substitute teachers. You know, it's really extremely funny to me that I have lots of students come up, lots of teachers And tell me they're listening to the podcast and they love it. I know you know from a few episodes back that some of the principals have even allowed me to go into the school and record there. And that's really good for me. You know from several episodes back that I've also had some teachers that didn't particularly appreciate the fact that somebody in their school had a podcast and they were nervous about it. So, you know, I kind of, as much as I love those students and the teachers, I kind of put that school away because I knew I would stay busy in the other schools. And it's so refreshing to have all of them open their arms to me and say, come on in, Greg, we'll, we'll let you interview the kids some. And, and to be honest, I am not taking more time than I should. It's usually about the last five minutes of class. And they really enjoy it. They've listened to it. They love hearing their voice, you know, on the podcast. I'm once again excited. We have crossed 5,000 listens, and that is so exciting for me. Still can't believe it. I mean, we've been in this six months. I've talked to other podcast hosts that have uh, 
you know, thousands of listens now. And they told me they basically started out the same way. You know, you grow and you grow. And I think coming up in a few weeks, you're going to hear another podcast host on this podcast. And I will be interviewed on the other podcast. So we'll coordinate that and let you know when both are going to happen. I hope that you guys will subscribe to his podcast. You know, I hope his people will subscribe to mine. So we'll grow it together. You know, this this kind of podcast, word of mouth is always best. So I hope uh, I hope you will join the train for that and for with me for that and we'll we'll grow this thing together. Let's remember the Facebook page that we have set up for this. Uh, we're already into the hundreds of members, but I want to grow quicker than that, and I want you all to feel comfortable sharing your ideas there. That's a little bit less formal than trying to send me an email. That. Facebook page is Substitute Teachers Lounge. If you do prefer the email route, that is gregcollinsubstitute at gmail.com. If you're a Twitter person, I am at subteachlounge. That's where you can find the Twitter account. As the year progresses, I'll try to come up with some more communication things that we can put together. But let me talk about first something that we have started. We're going to start with this particular podcast because it was an idea given to me by a listener, Miss Martin, and you're going to hear from her here in just a few seconds, and then I will tell you the idea she gave me and how we're going to approach this to make it super easy for you guys. So here's a story, a short story from Miss Martin. I'm going to try this again, Greg. You had your recent podcast of substitute teaching advice and you had interviewed students and it reminded me of my favorite substitute teaching story and it happened a long time ago about 35 years ago when our daughter Michelle was in fourth or fifth grade at a Catholic school they happened to have a sub on a day that they were also scheduled to go to church for confessions And when they returned, one of Michelle's friends confided in her that she had confessed to throwing a spitball at the the sub earlier in the day. And then she said, and Father Terry asked me where I hit her, and I had to tell him, right in the butt. The story still brings, uh, well, it makes me laugh still to this day. All right, Ms. Martin, thanks for sharing that story with me. You know, it's funny, I've had students throw airplanes at me sometimes you know if we're in a really serious situation as far as what we're trying to learn I'll be a little bit more serious in reacting if it's been more of a fun day or maybe an arts and crafts day like one math class last year we were making three-dimensional objects to start talking about volume we were making them out of cardboard and you know if I get hit with an airplane then I might just laugh and stick it behind my ear and leave it there the rest of the class just to kind of do something humorous but I'm glad Miss Martin you shared that story with us you made me think of the way I might want to change the podcast a little bit for 2020. First of all, let me say to all of you that are interested in a full podcast episode interview like we've had a few in the past, I would still love to do that. I want to get that started. Please email me, post it on the Facebook page, however you want to do it, and we'll do that. 
But after Miss Martin sent me that soundbite, I got to thinking, you know, that may be a way to open things up a little bit and get more of you to participate. So this is what I want to do. I want to get enough sound bites from you guys. I want to make it an easy process. I want to get enough that I can start using one every episode. It can only be a few seconds long. It can be a couple of minutes long. It can be five to ten minutes long. But I'm hoping that since this takes the pressure off of you guys of having to do an entire episode interview, that this might go over better. Maybe I'll I'll make it convenient for you to send them to me. You don't even have to wait for me to ask them. You can just send me a soundbite anytime you want. And here's how I would recommend doing it. I would think that it's... I'm, I'm using an iPhone, so I think that it would be just as easy on any kind of Android device or any type of phone you have. But on iPhone, there is an app that comes with your iOS system that you've installed that's called Voice Memos. And it's just really a way that you can open that, hit the record button, and start talking into it and make a little audio file. That's what I want to encourage you to do first. Here's the way it will work. The process is open up that file. It's a very simple, I should have said app. It's a very simple app to use. You'll open it up and it'll say voice memos at the top and it will list any of the voice memos that you've done in the past with the date. And then there will also be a big red button, just like any other recording device down at the bottom. Anytime you want to send any soundbite to me, here's how you can do it. Just hit that red record button. Talk to your heart's delight, and then hit the red button again when you're ready to stop. Now, you don't have to worry about being perfect. You could even make comments in that audio file. Oops, Greg, I didn't mean to say that. Can you cut that part out? But don't stop your recording. I'll go back and cut that out later when I receive it. So you just record any kind of soundbite about substitute teaching, any fun student stories you have, any fun teaching stories you have, any fun story at all that you have that applies to education. Record that, and then you'll get, it'll it'll show up something to the effect of new recording number eight or number nine or whatever number your phone ends up being on then all you have to do is choose that recording you will see it will open up and actually allow you to play it if you want to listen to it but also you will see three dots at the lower left hand corner of that particular recording if you hit the three dots one of the options that pop up is share you click that and one of the options under that is mail so you click the mail app it'll pull up your email that recording will already be loaded into the email and in the to section of your email just type greg collins substitute at gmail.com send it and i've got it i can use it on a future episode so it's that simple I really want to encourage you to do that. I've thought now, you know, after going through six months of this, that one of the reasons it's hard to do interviews is that you have to schedule an appointment. Then I have to, you know, there's things that come up all the time on both ends. Sometimes I've had to reschedule. Sometimes the others have have had to reschedule. Or sometimes you just get involved in other things and you forget about it and don't have the time. So I'm hoping that's something new we can do this year. 
please, after you listen to this episode, I would encourage all of you, sit down, try that Voice Memos app on your phone, send it to me, give me your best story, and I would love to be inundated with hundreds of these when this episode is over. You guys are what makes the podcast successful. I don't want it, as I've said before, I don't want it to be me yakking all the time. You've got so many stories out there that were comic to, comical to you, uplifting to you, that just you still remember to this day. Miss Martin remembered that from over 30 years ago, and you'll be shocked to find out it is entertaining for us as well. And if nothing else, it will remind us of a story that we can share on the podcast too. So please... All of you, make it your goal this week before the week is out. I'm going to get on that voice memo app and send Greg a voice memo he can use on the next podcast, and we'll have a great time with that. It can be as long as you want it to be. It can be as short as you want it to be. I'm actually shocked at how clear the sound is on that voice memo app. You know, I I bought microphones to start this off, and I think the one I have sounds pretty good, but it's shocking to me how just loading something simple like that sounds pretty good. You know, a podcast doesn't have to be perfect. I kind of like it to be, you know, kind of off the road, like a roving reporter sometimes. So think about that, and hopefully I'll get a lot of sound clips from you guys in the coming weeks, and we'll use those. All right, for our main topic today, the title of the episode is called True Confessions. I'm thinking about things I wished I didn't do, things, you know, that make me say, why did I do that? You've got a couple of those while you were substitute teaching. Now, of course, we're not talking about anything terrible, but it's probably things that we learn from. You know, I'll tell you the first one, and it embarrassed me every time I think back to it. You've heard me say that I will tell the kids never use the shut up word, uh, those words. I just feel like that is so harsh. I'll try to be uh, use be quiet. I remember a couple of times, though, that I have uh, told it's usually the whole class, but I did have to tell one student because she just wasn't listening to shut up as we were getting ready to leave for the day. And I used those words and everybody got quiet and she looked at me and I looked back at her and it was kind of funny. I didn't see her again for four or five days. When I went back, I was worried about, you know, what her reaction is going to be because I want every student to feel like they can just walk up to me and start a conversation. And that's exactly what she did. And it was almost as if that incident hadn't even occurred. She started coming up and talking to me and I let her talk for a little while. And I said, by the way, I I really was looking back to that situation. I wish I hadn't yelled, shut up to you. And she kind of joked. She said, well, I deserved it. And we, we kind of grew from that. And she's still one of my, you know, one of the students that I really enjoy talking to in the hallway. So that's one of my regrets. I don't like yelling, shut up in the classroom. I like to come up with maybe different ways to be quiet. And there are ways that we have to do that. I mentioned one of them last week is just walking around more and standing next to the ones that are causing a problem. If you're in a long-term situation, my long-term sub or my the teacher I'm long-term subbing for right now for another couple of weeks, she's actually told me that if I want to move some students around, feel free. I thought about doing that in a couple class. We'll see how that goes. But that's the first thing that I wished I hadn't done. The second thing, I've actually asked students sometimes, the ones that 
are the most responsive in class. And sometimes I would just happen to be passing them in the hallway and one conversation would lead to another. And I would just ask them, you think sometimes I'm too nice? Should I be more harsh with some students? And most of them understood why I was asking the question, but usually they, I mean, every time I asked them, they said, no, I th- they said, I th- that's what the students really enjoy is that teachers that can be nice with them, but yet direct them in such a way that they've learned. I asked some of the math students from last year, since we have K prep testing and it happened. I never did see the results until after I was a long-term sub. And most of them did well. So they said, I must have done a good good job. And I did it while I was being nice. So that was kind of neat to hear that. I'll tell you one situation. And, you know, the conclusion I'm coming to is you can never be too nice. Maybe you don't want to just go in there and say, I'm going to make friends with all those kids, no matter what it takes, because sometimes friends don't learn as they should. They consider you a big buddy and they won't learn. That's not what we're going here at all. I'll give you a situation. I was in a high school several weeks ago now, and two of the students that I had had in class that were really good students, and I really knew regardless of what they did, They'd get their work done, and they would probably get an A for that class because half the time they would do their work at home, that type of thing. So I, as soon as we started out, it was an art class, so we were doing something artsy that day. We were taking paper and drawing on it and making art deco-type drawings, very similar to the way we used to make snowflakes as a kid where we would draw on one side, fold it over, and copy that drawing onto the other side and then see what we had when we unfolded the paper. Well, just as we started, there was two, these two gentlemen started playing cards. So I thought I would just go over to them and say, hey, listen, guys, I understand you're still going to get your work done, but I don't think we're we should be playing cards. Are you trying to take advantage of me because I'm I'm a nice guy? And they said, you know, Mr. Collins, we never thought about it like that, but we knew that you knew we'd get our work done, but you're right. We shouldn't do this. Sometimes it would lead into students, other students doing other things in class that they shouldn't be doing at the time. And maybe they aren't as good as catching their work up. So they understood totally. And that's all I had to say to them. And it was over. So to make a long story short, I don't think you can be too nice. There's things you can do that will detract from teaching. But as long as you're being nice and still getting the teaching done, that's what I think is the proper thing to do. All right. I don't think it's any secret to you guys that I like to joke around. I like to joke around a lot. I like to joke around with those kids Those kids would tell me one of the reasons they like me is because I joke around with them and they they like to keep things loose in class. It helps them to learn. Not all kids are the same way. And that's kind of where I'm leading to. Sometimes I've really had to pull back and realize that there's certain jokes that will be okay for certain kids. Some are more shy versus outgoing. And some kind of, you know, I might have them in middle school and then see them later in high school and they're kind of developing their high school swagger. So they still talk to me. They still laugh with me. But things are just a little bit different in that regard. But let's start from the beginning. I'm at the point now that almost every group of students that I ever teach, 
I've taught before. So I'm already a familiar face with them. Usually, usually they smile when I walk up to them because they know I'm probably going to make some kind of joke with them or, or cut up with them or something to that effect. And you still have to make sure that you don't joke around with some kids that are not ready ready for that. I have a sarcastic sense of humor sometimes. There are some students that just love that and they love joking back with me. You know, the, the students, as I've told you before, that I get, seems like I get more closely uh, related to is the ones that I officiate their their games. They will joke with me a lot more but just because they see me so much more. But we have to be careful about that. We don't want to joke around with students that are you know, maybe a little bit too shy to react to a joke like that, not knowing where I'm joking around or being serious. I try to gauge that as I get to know the students. I even try to set them up for it a little bit because most every every class that I've been into, I've always told them, listen, kids, I like to joke around. I like to have fun in class. And the more I get to know you, the more I will joke around with you. And I can tell even some of the shyest kids now will joke with me that I never expected to ever hear that from a joke that's funny from them because they were just so shy. But there's certain jokes that will go over with some kids great and some adults too, for that matter. There's some that you just kind of have to hold off on for a little while until it just takes longer to get to know them. So that's one of the things that I try to be careful of, not joking around when that student is a little bit too shy or, you know, different jokes for different types of personalities, different jokes in middle school versus high school. My family makes fun of me because they probably heard every funny thing I've said a hundred times. But, you know, all these te- all these students are new audiences. So I try to keep up on the way they talk, the music they listen to, the movies they watch, just so I can have a feel on how to joke around with them maybe that next week. So that's something I work on. At the same time, I have to be careful because I don't want to make them feel embarrassed in any way. I want to, usually I'll try a joke out on them individually before I'll do something in front of, of the class. I'll give you one example of what I'm talking about that happened years ago that I heard a teacher do. I It was in one of my classes. I can't remember how old I was, but I know it really made me feel funny at the time because there was... A girl in class whose nose was a little bit big, and she joked around about it all the time. She appeared like she felt comfortable about it. I've got a large nose as well, so I don't feel guilty about sharing this story with you. But I remember she had joked around about it so much, and we had a sub one day, and the sub heard her joking about her nose. And then later, the sub joked about her nose. It made me feel a little bit funny. It made the other students feel funny, too, that even though that student joked about it all the time, it was different when a, a total stranger came in and tried to participate about joking about it, too. So that's another thing we can be careful of. I can tell you right now, that's something I would never do ever, even though a student was very comfortable about maybe something that's a little bit different about their appearance. You never hear me talk about it. So I would encourage all of us to never do something like that. And I just think that's the way to go because we don't want that student feeling even worse about 
something like that just because of something we said. So that's something we can work on. A few little silly things that I've learned not to do a lot of times in the past when I was first substitute teaching and it was more of a fun day, you know, occasionally they'll schedule a fun day or a rally day where they'll go and have a show in the auditorium and then come back and have projects and then some fun classes like mo- or movies in, in the classroom. I have learned not to take movie suggestion from kids because if you get a suggestion from a kid, I can guarantee you there's other kids in that class that, that will absolutely hate that movie. What I do is I try to come up with movies that are re- either relatively popular or something they haven't heard of at all that I've heard other kids, like maybe my own, say they enjoy, and then I'll pick out the movie. Another thing that is kind of silly, but it's worth mentioning too, I told you that I reward students with chocolate. I have to get myself out of the habit of just handing it out to everyone if that's what I'm going to do, because then you'll have kids coming up to you all the time asking for chocolate. And a lot of times I will have to say to them, listen, I won't have enough for the rest of the class if I start handing them out now. So I'm toying with that one around in my mind, whether there are occasions where I want to give candy out to everyone, if if I instead want it to just be a reward system, but not something that's going to reward the same students over and over, maybe based on class participation or paying attention and asking a trivia question given to somebody that I hadn't already rewarded to. So that's how I'm thinking to go on that. And then finally, we'll finish with a comical one because... You know, I you know now that I'm approaching 62 years old, I still like to participate with those kids. When we have a field day, I will be out there playing kickball with them. When we go on a field trip, I'll be sitting in the back of the bus with them away from the other teachers, maybe even leading them in a song, and that's great. But I tell you what, sometimes when I do that, it wears me out. The kids challenge, we went to an indoor track one time, and the kids challenged me to a race, and I could hold my own for about 10 seconds, and then they would take off for me. And boy, I can guarantee you that I felt a lot worse than they did when it was over. Now, I'll be honest with you, that's a true confession, but that's not something I'm going to stop because I just enjoyed doing that with them. We also had a field day outside where they had a lot of those inflatable games and they challenged me to the bungee game where you strap it around your your stomach and then you you walk up an area and see how far you can pull the bungee cord and I actually surprised myself how well I did against the other students so but man I paid for that that night too so that's something that I can't believe I tried but uh, it worked out all right I hope that you know this was more of a up you know a comical but uplifting episode I knew you weren't expecting me to truly confess to anything that was really bad. It's just, let's all remember that the things we do, that we're doing it for the kids. I have certainly learned a lot in my first year of substitute teaching. There are things I did in the first two months that I no longer do. I'm going to guess you're the same way. Let's make 2020 a year where this is the year that we really start participating with those students, really start to learn their names as much as we can, especially if we go back for a second and third time, really start to 
give them a feel for how it is to interact positively and nicely and laughingly with each other and how that actually promotes learning. Let's learn all that. Let's make this a great 2020 as the year progresses. This is going to be a great year for substitute teaching. I can't wait to meet a lot of more new kids. I love those kids. I love seeing them every day. I hope they enjoy seeing me every day, and I know they enjoy seeing you every day. So hope you learned something today. Please, 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 this episode is almost over. Jump on your voice memo app and start sending me some sound bites that I can use. I think that's going to work out great. This has been episode 29 of Substitute Teacher's Lounge. Music provided by Ben Sound.